Hey everybody, welcome to My Sister Made Me View It, the Roswell 1999 edition. We're doing things a little bit differently today. Megan and I have a cool announcement about our other podcast for Way of Kings. We're going to be live recording it at the Brandon Sanderson convention that's coming up. Dragonsteel, yep. November 14th. It's Monday a Monday at 7, 7 p.m. So we wanted to put this at the beginning so you guys could hear it at the beginning. But... This is not our Brandon Sanderson Way of Kings podcast. This is our Roswell podcast, but... This is your official notification to listen to the Way of Kings podcast and catch up before November 14th, <laughs> where you will definitely be there to listen to us and not for anything else that's currently <laughs> happening at the con concurrent with our recording slot. <laughs> Emily, what's happening concurrently with our recording slot at the con? So we're recording at 7 p.m. And Brandon Sanderson is recording also at 7 p.m. in a different room. <laughs> but, but, okay, so Brandon's spoiler Q&A starts at 5 p.m. and runs till 8 p.m. So you could leave like Don't halfway tell them through. To leave Brandon Sanderson. You could leave halfway through and listen to us instead. Okay. He's just talking about spoilers. You don't want spoilers, do you? You <laughs> want to listen to our podcast about people who aren't spoiled. <laughs> I'm spoiled, Emily's not. Anyways, without further ado, here is the Roswell Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to My Sister Made Me View It, the 1999 Roswell edition, where your co-host, me, Emily, has seen this season two and is loving it. I'm also here. And she's loving it. That is not the adjective. <laughs> I would use. Listen, this episode wasn't bad. I'm just High tired. praise from my sister. <laughs> I only got three hours of sleep last night. Why? So I'm great. Because I'm. <sighs> you know. You were there. I was working. Like Why? A regular nine to five job. <laughs> because so sometimes extra effort is required when you're trying to get your episode ready for network delivery. I bet you did great. Remains to be seen. We'll see if the network <laughs> likes it. Why? I told you. <laughs> you know. You even said. Good luck. Don't stay up too late. And I, I didn't said, say don't stay up too you late. You should have. I hate it when people say that to me because I'm just like, I'm a freaking adult. Don't tell me what to do. So if I said that to you, I apologize. So I, I did a lot of work and it, it turned out great. And our episode is sent in. I'm just tired and cranky and I had to watch Roswell instead of <laughs> doing something fun like video games. <laughs> We had a great time. I think this is a really great episode. It was a really good episode. So we are podcasting, but when in reality, I should be working on my book. I should be taking a nap. But instead... We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast! And, even better news, Meg and I are both COVID-free now. Yes, we did it. We're through the other side. I can breathe clearly now. The COVID's <laughs> gone. <laughs> So we are talking today about Roswell. I won't see any more boogers in my yeah, way. No. Do you have another line? I don't know. Start talking and we'll see. Roswell season two episode. Now I have got diminished one capacity. <laughs> we are family. That's what we're talking about. That's the name of the episode. Yes. And Megan cheated. I. <laughs> Did not cheat. She did cheat. You're the one who said, why aren't you downstairs yet? So I came downstairs and what was on the TV, but the episode summary. <laughs> so Meg I can't help it that I read so fast. <laughs> Megan knew from My genius is a curse. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Megan found out from the get-go that Sheriff loses his job this mm -hmm. week. So, okay, I want to talk about 
really fast. Maybe we should wait till the end, but I want to start now. The evolution of Sheriff Jim Valenti's character from season one to now. Megan, what are your thoughts? Hi, you just said that you wanted to talk about it. Why would I want to talk about it? <laughs> I want to talk about this specific thing. Megan, take it away. Uh, I didn't prepare for this. I'm sorry. So I think if y'all have listened to our season one that we were not impressed with Sheriff Valenti. Uh, he's a bad sheriff, but unfortunately, <laughs> just when he's turning it all around and breaking the law to help us instead of breaking the law to hinder us, now he gets caught and now he gets fired when, man, it would have been so helpful if he got fired last season for stalking a minor. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, the whole town thinks that he's inappropriate. <laughs> So it's vindication come too late. <laughs> yeah, it's more like fruits of his labor, mm -hmm. but like after he's turned over a new leaf mm -hmm. and put down roots <laughs> and I'm running out of plant metaphors. <laughs> so from the, so those of you who've listened to the podcast know I had not seen season one mm -hmm. and it was actually really difficult to watch season one with you hating on the sheriff because I'm like, but he gets good, but I can't tell her because I love Sheriff Valenti. I think he's, he, he tries so hard and he's got so it. far but in the end. He's fired from being sheriff. So we just have to call him Jim, Jim Valenti. <laughs> yeah. No more Sheriff Sharif. Oh, uh, post-Sheriff Valenti. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about him more in this episode, but I, Jim Valenti, P.S., post-sheriff. <laughs> um, I've just always been impressed with him, and I love the journey that the writers have taken him on. Oh, you mean the journey before his destination? No, that is not exactly what I'm saying at all. There's no journey before destination. It's all about just the destination. <laughs> And his destination is unemployment. <laughs> All right. So we open up in this episode right after the last episode ends with Isabel, Max in one room walking through their story of what they were doing in Fraser Woods oh, and Sheriff Valenti in another room telling his side of the story. And this is why you always get your story straight before they separate you. Right? But I mean, like. They wouldn't have had time to, but they should yeah. have thought this through because mm -hmm. they're both contradicting each other. Because, you know, if you tell one lie, it leads to another. If you tell two lies, then follow each other. And you tell three lies, then I don't know. Oh, the brother. <laughs> more lies make more <laughs> lies. Professional lyrics. <laughs> and it's getting really heated. Where Jim is because his friend, we decided he must have been internal, internal affairs. affairs. Um, he only shows up for this one scene, I think. Yeah. Um, but he's yelling and the judges in there yelling about like, how did you know that they were there? And Why is nobody talking about the geologist this episode? <gasps> Was the geologist even in the previously on? Yeah. No, not in the previously on. Just couldn't pay too many guest actors this episode <laughs> they couldn't pay the geologist to come back yep yep like i don't want to give the credit of the geologist wiped himself from people's memory but like it was definitely him why didn't they even like mention him or go after him so there you go that's my beef there's your beef but at the end at the end of the yelling and the you know raging at the end of the scene, he turns his badge right over. <laughs> now the sheriff's suspended. He has to go home. Do -do 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 -do. There's a girl waiting <laughs> for him. And she's blind and she's really in trouble. And he has to help her out. But she runs away and he's in more trouble. <laughs> At the end of the scene. <laughs> but yeah, um, the judge tells him that there's going to be a formal investigation. And... At the end of the day, you'll find yourself in a hearing. Do -do -do -do. I will have to decide if you can keep your job. Do -do 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 -do. Spoilers, he does not. 
sits there so very sadly. This job's all that he had got. And all that's left is his child and his family. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, stop. We didn't say... Or did we? He gives over his gun and his badge. He's suspended. Yep. That's the end of the anyway, scene. Anyway, we go to the hospital, and I was so suspicious of the nurse in the hospital helping out the girl who was kidnapped, mm-hmm. because this nurse is like, I don't know if she's withdrawing something or putting something in the IV, but do you know what she does with the needle, Emily? What does she do with the She needle? puts a whole used syringe in her sweater pocket. Ew. That's so dangerous. Nice. That's, you throw those in the sharps container, in the biohazard container. So, like, I was so suspicious of her because I'm like, oh, she's taking that as a sample mm-hmm. or something. I don't know if this is TMI or not, but I have a nurse friend and... She told me one time they had to be really careful with the sort of people that they left in. Because she worked the ER shift and so they would get a lot of druggies and stuff like that. But she said one night someone locked themselves in a room, broke into the sharps container, mixed everything together and injected themselves with it. That's disgusting. I know. Ugh, I'm so excited for Station 19 to come back. Uh, what's the kidnapped girl's name? Joni? Lori? Lori Dupree. Lori Dupree. Mm-hmm. But she's there, obviously, because it's a big thing. Like, she was kidnapped and rescued and everything, and so... So the aliens are, like, part human, right? They're half human? I think that duplicate of Michael is who they stole the Would human Would you not DNA jump from. ahead to the <laughs> stinger at the end of the episode? <laughs> at the end of the episode, Michael's a clone now! <laughs> And there's a guy who looks just like him from 1935. Who could it really be? I think that it's his DNA person. (laughs) And I'd really like to see where they're taking this episode further at the end of the day. (laughs) Well, now that Meg spoiled everything. um... At the end of the episode, there's a big spoiler. (laughs) I watched two different versions of the Les Mis in concert this week. And now that's all my brain is playing me. It's excellent stuff. So Lori's being watched by the police while she's in the hospital, just Megan Camille. Someone on my team messaged me. Okay. I'm still a director even when we're podcasting. Sorry. I jumped to conclusions. I apologize. It's not like any of your behavior before this has like, I don't know, contributed to my suspicions of you being on your phone. Anyways. Lori's being watched in the hospital. She has a guard at all times. So Michael... Has snuck into the hospital to, like, either talk to her or figure things out. Tess is also there dressed as a candy striper. Uh Um, But as they try to go talk to her, they realize she's gone. Like, just missing from her room. No one knows. What? On her own. Her hospital bed's empty. (laughs) She has flown the coop and now is missing. But spoilers... She heads for Jim Valenti. <laughs> but then we're in even more trouble and his job is empty. <laughs> <laughs> this is just sheriff? our musical episode. Who's the new sheriff? I bet it's that stupid deputy I hate. <laughs> deputy Hanson. The super helpful deputy Hanson. Who can really do his job and just makes everyone else's really good alien shenanigans harder. But Jim is home, just kind of wandering around, and a lady shows up. And now I'm all alone again, upon my couch, watching some Oprah. (laughs) And then this lady, she shows up, and... Never mind. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. (laughs) Um, I did not like her. Because she comes in and she just drinks his coffee and tells him it's terrible coffee and is just like, where's your half and half? And like is literally taking over. Like that's, that's just rude. She's bringing the thunder, Mm -hmm. which is a Grey's Anatomy term uh, (laughs) that Maggie Pierce uh, talks about that, you know, she's much younger than Jim Valenti. We don't know how old she is, but she is younger than 35. Yeah. She wants to be at a specific 
like yeah. milestone by the time this she reaches 35. This is only her second case. So I feel like this was her coming in and showing confidence. She's bringing the thunder. Anyway, this actress was in Grey's Anatomy. She's great. She's not Maggie Pierce, but she's in Grey's Anatomy. <clears throat> um, I, I did not like how they wrote this character. That yeah. is my beef with this episode. And... And I don't want to say it's because she's a woman character and she's coming across. They needed to show her as being in charge. And I'm like, she's annoying. Like, even if a dude came in and did that, this character would have been annoying either way. I just didn't care for the way they played it, which is fine. You can do what you want with your own TV show. But she's just like so smug. She's just smug about like, of course you're going to do exactly what I say, which is come in and be my glorified secretary, even though you're suspended. You're going to come work this case because. (sighs) What? My editor just got called in for jury duty tomorrow. Jury duty, jury duty, jury duty. But we need him to edit things. I'll do it. (laughs) How hard can it be? I'll use a multi-plane camera. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) But I may quit this whole podcast right now. <laughs> no. It's not a <laughs> Listen, you are an outstanding and excellent book editor, prose editor. Thank you. And you're an outstanding and excellent podcast editor. But film editing is a completely <laughs> different skill set. Plus, I haven't signed an NDA yet. <laughs> Plus, it would break guild rules if I just brought in, my sister can do this job. <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. Yeah. We won't do that. I'm a union man. <laughs> anyway, her she was saying her first, her first case she's ever done, this one that she's been called into, to Roswell, is only her second case. But the first one went so good that she gets to do this kidnapping case. Hey, what makes this case an FBI case? It's not serial. There's only one instance. It's not across state lines. This kidnapping is not an FBI jurisdiction. Mm. Ooh. Maybe, wait, well, I was about to say, because Lori Dupree is from a, we find out she's run away from a mental institution. Is it? It's in New Mexico. In New Mexico. My guess is because there's some, like, because the sheriff has been suspended that they need to, like, bring in the bigger guns oh that would make sense rather yeah, than just but i don't think technically this is a federal case yet interesting it's from all your bones knowledge it's from all my bones knowledge <laughs> because there's a special element in every single bones episode where they highlight why is this an fbi case <laughs> because we want booth to work with us in this episode <laughs> um meg you really enjoyed this next aspect that's coming up so there's this little subplot running through that's completely disconnected from all the alien stuff i mean like the characters still interact and stuff with each other but alex has apparently been on a study abroad in sweden for the last month which is why colin hanks has not been in these previous episodes Mm -hmm. and the kids the main kids uh alex maria and liz get to be like really authentically teenagers this episode Mm -hmm. and they're cheerful and they're casual with each other and it's not like this dramatic end of the world alien stuff and it was really fun to have an episode where they get to feel like high school students yeah and it wasn't it didn't feel forced it didn't feel like written to be this way of fresh hair yeah and they're so excited he's back and they're kind of jumping around in the you know in the school hallway and liz has learned some swedish and is talking to him about that and they're talking about how fun it is (laughs) and he has brought back slides slides so many slides yeah and so what they do is they have a an evening where he comes to liz's place they're up on the apartment roof you know her little alcove where her room is and they've set up a sheet and he's you know going through the slides and everything and it was just so fun and it really like made me think about like my high school years and just hanging out with friends and I just got really nostalgic, like, thinking about it. Of like, oh, yeah, we just go to people's houses and hang out and play games and have fun and, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. I had a really good group of friends growing up. I switched groups a couple times just, you know, for reasons. But I feel like everyone in our group was good people to hang out with. Did any of them go to Sweden? Not that I remember. And if you did, I apologize to everyone. <laughs> Jane went to welsh and london 
Wales in London. Welsh? She learned Welsh. She went to Welsh? No. Oh, Jane went to Welsh and London, two very famous countries. Did they make grape juice? That's Welsh. I know. The the joke was that you made a mistake so big. <laughs> Thank you. So our good friend Jane went to two semesters abroad that year. Mm-hmm. And she did not have enough funds to, because there's like three weeks between the two, yeah. the two programs. And she didn't have enough funds to fly home between the two times. So she just lived on the mountain with a tent that cost her eight pounds for three weeks and just lived there and wrote home these amazing emails about you know swimming in the rivers and going to the tiny little town with the tiny little library where you had to pay for your internet and did she pack up her tent every day or did she get to leave it pitched for the whole i don't know jane we will have to jane do you listen to our (laughs) podcast she i'm sure she does jane be honest Do you listen to our podcast? We always say nice things about you. If you don't write us, we'll conclude that you, in (laughs) fact, do not. Um, How do we get on this? Oh, Alex went to Sweden. Right. Welsh. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Alex went to Swiss. (laughs) So mean. Oh, but I think the conversation between him and Liz is the best conversation of this whole episode. Because he's talking about how much he's grown and how he really doesn't recognize himself in the mirror anymore. Like, and I'm staring at the man in the mirror. Um, he's showing her pictures of his um, host Travels. family. Yeah, places he went. His long distance girlfriend that he apparently has now. And pictures of the Northern Lights. Which is where, really... I know I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but that is a place I've always wanted to go. And in fact, in 2020, I started making plans to go. Early 2020. What stopped you? <laughs> Maybe so, if you get a new job, you can afford to go in 2025. Ooh. Maybe I should go with someone who takes really good pictures. Priscilla, take us to see the Northern Lights. Priscilla, do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> I she you do you listen to our way. She of listens to way of cake. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to listen to everything we listeners. Do, do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> right, <laughs> at gmail Does anyone even notice? Um. But he was describing the lights, and there's a very scientific explanation on how they work and everything. But I just feel that, for me, even knowing how it works, but going and seeing it in person would still feel like it's magic and not... What? What? My my brain was like, do you understand how much of a miracle it is that... And I know this is incorrect. (laughs) This is what my brain said. Do you know how much of a miracle it is that the sun can lick the earth <laughs> from that far away? Think <laughs> 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 of like one of those cartoon tongues that's like really long. It's like <laughs> the northern licks. Ew. <laughs> the oh. northern saliva. Never mind. I was trying to do lights and saliva, and I gave up halfway through. Um, apparently, one of the best places. Okay, to- okay. <laughs> okay. Off topic. Because we were on topic before. Okay, so I've mentioned this. I'm pretty sure in the Way of Kings podcast, but there was a time about a year, just over a year ago, where I was in a work meeting and I'm making a bunch of jokes, and this guy in the meeting asked me after. How did you know what we were going to talk about today? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, how did you know what we were going to talk about today so you could plan your jokes? You write them down ahead of time, right? And I got to look at him and be like, I don't have to plan ahead. I'm always funny. <laughs> Three weeks ago, another dude asked Are me the exact serious? same. Someone on Writing Excuses Cruise asked me the same question. <laughs> how, 
Who was it? It's just some buddy, just some random on the cruise. Okay. I don't remember his name. And if I did, I would not besmirch him to the podcast of millions. But we were in a group. <laughs> Listen, Emily, someday we're going to be famous. Or someday we're going to be infamous and canceled. And people will be coming through our podcast for clues of, I can't believe Megan was actually a serial killer. It was all the clues were there all along. She knows what a vivisection is and how to hide bodies. Anyway, anyway, we were in like a group of people and I was cracking jokes. And when it was done, he asked, how do you prepare so many jokes before a conversation? And I was mostly stunned that another man had the audacity to ask this stupid question. I just got to look at him and smile and say, I don't have to plan. I'm funny all the time. <laughs> Listeners, this cannot be a bit. Do not ask me this in public. <laughs> I will. I'm getting closer to snapping and becoming a serial killer every <laughs> single real. time someone does this. So don't ask her about that. And don't ask her if you can use a multiplane camera when filming real film. <laughs> not what it means. <laughs> And Emily didn't get me any Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I said, I was getting ready to put an order in, and you didn't say anything. You said, we need milk. I said, I already have milk. And then 10 minutes later, you go, I need Swedish meatballs. I'm like, it's too late. I already put the order in. I didn't know that. When I said, I'm putting it in now, what do you want? I said, we need milk. <laughs> and then I said, we need oatmeal squares. And then you said, we can't get that. It's from Costco. And I said, oh, okay. Well, when you're ordering not from Costco, I need Swedish meatballs. You and then didn't you say said, that part. <laughs> <laughs> so I am tired and therefore losing time. <laughs> So here's how it went to my recollection. I walk in. Emily's like, what do we need from the grocery store? I'm like, oh, I need milk. And then I came over to hang out with Emily. And she's like, I've already got milk on there. I'm like, oh, okay. So I lay on the ground. And I'm playing with my cats. And I'm thinking. And then I said, I would like Swedish meagles. And Emily said, what is that? And I'm like, Swedish meatballs. Because that's what we've been calling them for months. The Swedish meagles. And Emily just looks at me. And she's like, I'm ordering from Costco. And I'm like, oh. Well, when you order from the other grocery store. And then she said, I already put it in. And I said, when? And she's like, already. And I was like, yeah, but like, when? And she, and she was like, when you first came in. And then I had to look at her and be like, I do not remember how long ago I walked in this room. Was it 20 minutes? Was it an hour? And she said, when I asked you before. And I'm like, Emily, when was that? I sincerely don't know. And I thought she was just being funny. And I'm just like, listen to me, Megan. I'm like, no, my working memory has issues. Because I got issues. One of them is how bad I need Swedish meatballs. I will get you Swedish meatballs by this weekend. How's that sound? Okay. Speaking of Swedens. <laughs> oh, are the Swedens friends with the Welshes? Michael and Isabel no, break. Stop, you're going too fast. <laughs> well, what is it? Are we never going to finish or are we finishing too quickly? We should always do episodes after you only have three hours of sleep. Oh, the caffeine did nothing. <clears throat> I'm building up a tolerance. Uh oh. Talking about the Northern Lights. We've been on a tangent so long, I don't know if we can ever go back. <laughs> well, I just, I want to talk about um, this, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Liz starts crying. Plot point. Yeah, because he's talking about how wonderful it is to travel. And I just thought this was such a beautiful scene between two friends. Because, you know, okay, I don't know if you know, but I feel like I know a lot of things. <laughs> when it's late night and you're like either like, I don't know anything about being up late at night. That doesn't sound relevant to my life experience at all. What I'm talking about. When you're hanging out with friends, because oh, I don't night. have any of those, <laughs> I'll shut up and cross stitch for a while. 
please podcast um, so. listeners do you have friends <laughs> <laughs> write us <laughs> Cop. If this is your first episode, join us. You picked a good one. If this is your first episode, what are you doing? Turn around. Listen to it chronologically. Hate Sheriff Valenti with me first. Don't be like Emily and just jump in on season two. Or do it, because that's that's the good way to do it. <clears throat> but I don't know if you've noticed the phenomenon that like either you're out camping with friends and it gets late at night and you're around the fire and that's like when your conversations get a little deeper and they get a little more real and that's what's happening with Liz and Alex where he's just talking about how great traveling is and how much he loves it and I think Liz starts to realize that the trajectory her life is on with the aliens that's not really in her future and I think she just realizes it for the first time then that it's not something that's occurred to her that her life is going to be so different from what she imagined. And she and Max actually meet up. And it, I think we thought it was the eraser room. We're pretty sure it was the eraser room. But she talks about wanting to travel. Mm-hmm. And where do you want to go, Max? You know, she's like Peru, Nigeria, just New all Zealand. these, New Zealand, all these different places. And he basically tells her what she already knows. It's that, Liz, that's not possible yeah, he's like, I'm not going any farther than the granolith. Mm-hmm. But he tells her that she should, and he'll watch her. And, like, it's just this really sweet, soft moment of you kind of realize, like, oh, our lives are diverging. And just kind of that, like, soft sadness that comes with that of just mm-hmm. the future and reality of what your life is going to be. So, yeah, it was a really nice, I really liked this this arc sort of a thing so and he and isabel at one point share like this knowing smile that to know it we're not together anymore but you're still a cool person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> there was this scene with the sheriff and kyle because kyle did not find out from his dad that he got yeah. suspended he found out from the front page of the town newspaper yep and sheriff eleni who's who's just started being a good dad and is misstepping quite quickly. (laughs) He's trying to get on Kyle's level to like discuss this serious topic. And he's like, as you kids say, it sucks big. And I'm like, is that what the kids say? (laughs) Sheriff Valenti. Anyway, Agent Duff, Agent Duff, uh, interrupts the father son moment. She meets Kyle and, uh, Kyle's stuff this episode's really sad because so much of this is out of his control. Yeah, and and I didn't even think about it, but they they kind of bring it up later that, like, everyone in school knows who his dad is. Everyone knows this. And so he, I think, feels humiliated. He doesn't say it, but you've got to feel humiliated when, like, your dad's business is, like, out for everyone to see. But, uh, anyway, Lori Dupree runs away from the hospital. Yep. She's missing. Uh, and she eventually ends up at the sheriff's house. She, like, trusts the sheriff. And I'm going to talk through, like, this, this side quest for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but before she does, the, the, somebody pagers the sheriff. They beep him. And it's like, meet me at the crime scene. M. And I'm like, M. Who is M? And I'm not kidding. My brain said there's literally no characters <laughs> whose names start with M. <laughs> they showed up and it was Michael. And I'm like, I have got to go to sleep. <laughs> um, But they find some sort of glowing green rock at the... It's blue. I'm sorry. Which one of us went to art school? <laughs> the rock is green. It glows blue. I can't believe you just challenged me on the color something. Listeners, right. <laughs> Tell us if it's green or blue, if the dress is white and gold or black and blue. Listeners, are you colorblind? <laughs> if you're not and you can differentiate your greens and blues, right into us. It's blue. That's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> That's a stupid hill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. See the door behind him? That's green. See that? That's blue. That's green. That's blue. It's turquoise. <laughs> it is greener than it is blue. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, 
Jeez. That's You're tired. You're sleep deprived. <laughs> Look at the bottom of that rock. That's green. That's light coming through it. Look at the top. Did That's you know? Blue. Did you know that light is what colors are? Listen. Look at the top. That is blue. Yes, I would. I would call that greener than that is bluer. blue raspberry blue. No, if yes. anything, that's turquoise blue. That is meth from Breaking Bad blue. No, it's not. <laughs> meth from Breaking Bad blue is a much more candy, cotton candy colored. Okay, agree to disagree. How about agreeing to disagree? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then he'll he'll end up later, and I'm like. Listen, you know how that nurse improperly stored her sharp mm-hmm. in her pocket? Yeah. Later on in this episode, they prepare a slide, and it's the r- most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, uh, first of all, we know Michael's not a good student. Why they let him prepare the slide? But anyway, pin pin in the blue green rock. It glows a bright, vivid blue later. Right. Compared to the color that it glows, the rock is greener. Okay. Um, who's seen this show before <laughs> I will quit <laughs> I will stop recording Roswell with you <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, mirroring not mirroring but the, the other facet of the basically they're setting up not this love triangle with Liz but they're setting up what almost seems like a life triangle mm. where she has seen the future of her life with Max and it's dark but at least she still has him mm-hmm. and now she's getting more and more tempted by human life things namely this idea of travel and some flirtations with Sean mm-hmm. and Sean actually shows up to the crashdown after Max has stayed late mm-hmm. uh and they like eye each other up like two dogs that see each other across the yard. I really liked a part of the scene, and I remembered this part because he comes to the front door. Uh, Sean comes to the front door of the crash town and is trying to get her get Liz to let him in so he can have something to eat, even though they're clearly closed. And he's like, well, "What about this? What about this? What about this astro pie or whatever?" And she goes, "Oh." We, the last slice went at six. I'm so sorry, but listen, she, she feels bad for him. She's like, come back tomorrow and I'll give you like a percentage off or whatever. Does Amy DeLuca not feed Sean? He's a growing teenage boy. He's just, listen, he's just eating a whole sleeve of dry saltines later. It's true. You don't, that's not a good snack food. That's like, I'm desperate for sustenance. Mm-hmm. Amy DeLuca, stop feeding Sheriff Valenti. <laughs> feed your nephew. But um, she closes and locks the door, comes back to Max, and is like, stay as long as you like. There are two slices of Astro Pie in the fridge. Listeners, do you just eat plain saltines? (laughs) Even if you're not pregnant? I mean, I realize that they're helpful for nausea, so if you, yeah, whatever. That's what I lived off after. Right into us. (laughs) After my surgery, so... Anyway, two slices of Astro Pie in the fridge, and she offers them to Max. I just really liked that she's clearly playing favorites with Max still. And they have a very good rapport. Because it's been really awkward. We know because she pretended that she had, you know, slept with Kyle. And Max still believes that. Yeah. I think the only person she's told that to is Maria. I think Maria is the only person on earth who knows the truth. Also Kyle, because he was there. Because he was there. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, And they just have this really soft energy between them. I know that sounds weird for... It's about the vibes. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just really like how comfortable they are with each Mm -hmm. other again. It's been really (laughs) distressing for me because I love Max and Liz together. They somehow broke up again this episode, (laughs) even though they aren't together. It was more of a, hey, this is probably what our future is going to be. It's sad, but yeah. that's just how it's going to be. Um, Biggest jump scare of the oh whole gosh. series. What's her bucket? Dupree leaps out of the closet. Just, just like. And Emily and I both. <laughs> but she's been hiding at the sheriff's house because she trusts Valenti because he was the one who saved her. Mm-hmm. He was the one who was there. And is her name Amy? Lori. Lori. 
Lori has schizophrenia and paranoid schizophrenia. Paranoid schizophrenia. And I I feel like it was portrayed fairly accurate. Um but I don't know if it's actual paranoid schizophrenia or if it is a part of being alien abducted Mm -hmm. and that they've just like misdiagnosed the symptoms. And this is my chance to shill a book I really love by Dan Wells called The Hollow City. I own it. It's very good. And it is about the, the main character has schizophrenia and he knows this. And, um, he has as as part of his uh as part of his mental illness he has these delusions he has these hallucinations but one of these he's convinced there's someone hunting him but he doesn't know which of these delusions are actual and which are a side effect of his schizophrenia Mm -hmm. so he checks himself into a mental hospital because he's trying to figure out what's true and what's not and what's hunting him and what's in his head Mm -hmm. and it's so good it's called hollow city give it a read dan wells you'll love it good stuff but yeah the sheriff is trying to figure out who took her and she's like everyone's trying to figure it out but basically she does her spiel of it was them they took me and she's really, really worked up about this and is, but is saying like, yeah, I can trust you. I can trust you because you saved me. Well, the sheriff gets called back into the office late at night and he tells her, listen, if you trust me, which I thought this was a brilliant way to do this. If you trust me, you can trust my friends, right? Yeah. And she's like, okay, yeah. Um, we should mention Agent Duff, even though the sheriff is suspended, Agent Duff basically pulls him back in as a assistant. Yeah, yeah. Which a consultant. A, my yeah. my guess is she was doing it in order to lend authenticity to her investigation. That is a good a good way of putting it. Yeah. So yeah, the sheriff's having a hard time because he is kind of getting pulled back and forth and and a town that he had kind of all authority over. Now he's basically like an errand boy about, yeah. you know, just, just kind of like the face of the investigation. And that's kind of loosening some people's lips up around the town. Mm-hmm. There is a fabulous scene where Kyle and Tess are just like at a, a little convenience grocery store walking around getting snacks. And Tess throws several bottles of Tabasco, you know, onto the pile or whatever. They come around the corner and the cashier and another customer are gossiping about the sheriff. And why would he have minors in his car? And oh my gosh, have you seen Isabel Evans? She's a supermodel. Duh. Of course we all know what's been going on sort of a thing. And Kyle, again, so he's he's getting this at at school. Listen, they're saying all this stuff about the sheriff and Isabel is dating a geologist that's 900,000 years old. <laughs> that old. <laughs> um, and so they're just standing there kind of unsure of what to do because it's awkward. And then Amy DeLuca to the rescue comes around. It's just like, oh, so-and-so. Because everyone knows everyone in the small town of Roswell, New Mexico. You would know all about statutory rape because of all the research you must have done when you found out your husband was sleeping with the babysitter. And... She just puts everyone in their place about mm-hmm. how, you know, if you guys really knew the sheriff, like you claim you would, you know him, you know this isn't, that's not what yeah. he's doing. And she's just as pleasant as you please, but, ooh, I just loved her. I just loved her even more after that. Isabel's been called in by the sheriff to come and kind of babysit Lori or whatever, and she brings in Max and Michael, mm-hmm. two names that start with M mm-hmm. on this show. Two out of the three. And when Lori sees Michael, she freaks out. She's like, you're dead. Absolutely freaks out. You're dead. And she runs. Mm -hmm. And they pursue her through the neighborhood. And she is screaming and pounding on doors and everything. And this led to the biggest secondhand embarrassment that we've had in the whole show so far. It's the first one. Oh, sorry. You said the biggest secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, the embarrassment is secondhand, (laughs) not the scene. (laughs) The biggest firsthand embarrassment. I was physically teleporting into this show and forced to live this alongside (laughs) Sheriff Valenti. She was pulling her hoodie over her face, over her ears. 
because all of the like well also i very correctly assumed that she would be hit by a car Mm -hmm. but she's hit by a car running from max and michael and the driver of the car gets out she's still screaming the police all show up because people have heard her screaming and they call the sheriff's office Mm -hmm. and of course isabel also calls the sheriff so he knows it's coming and this is the moment where everything falls apart Lori is wearing the sheriff's sweater. It actually has the sheriff's office emblem on it. Mm-hmm. And she's screaming about how she was at his house and the aliens were at his house. And here's what his front room looks like. Here's what his wallpaper looks like. Here's his address. I was definitely there. He was keeping me there. And Agent Duff is just listening to this and looking at the sheriff like, is this true? And it all falls to pieces in front of everyone in such a public venue and it's so sad and frustrating so yeah um agent duff interviews the sheriff and he has he has a good line there that i really liked where Mm -hmm. he's like it may not feel like it but you don't have to feel foolish for trusting me because i am one of the good guys and Mm -hmm. i thought that was just such a a cool way to put it of like because you know obviously she's like oh i put my trust in this guy and he betrayed me he says no you don't have to feel that way the truth will come out but anyway i hope agent duff recurs because yeah that'd be nice so the sheriff has been like officially now kicked out of the office like he's on suspension for real now i like how they showed his hearing scene Because they just showed him sitting in an empty courtroom and they just played the dialogue of the hearing over it. Yeah. Yeah. I initially thought that the hearing hadn't happened yet. And he was afraid of what would go down. No, I thought he was sitting there remembering what his dad had gone through. And so they never say that. They never say anything about like, oh, this is exactly what happened to your dad. But we can kind of infer (laughs) they definitely said that was exactly what happened to his dad. Oh, I missed that. Previously on. (laughs) (laughs) i hope if i sneeze big enough i won't have to sneeze anymore until the episode's over um but as they're gearing up for this this hearing and meg you correctly pointed out they saved a lot of money by not not having having a whole crowd yeah max is worried because he knows that there is some weird blue crystal in the sheriff's office you heard it here first folks (laughs) sheriff did meth and he can't go in and get it. None of them can go in and get it. But he gets to Kyle and he's like, please help us do this because you're the only one who can walk in and not make it look suspicious. Yeah. And Kyle is not happy. Mm-mm. He's not happy with what the aliens have brought into his life. He is not happy what's going on with his dad because it's all their fault. Yeah. Um, that, that scene isn't quite yet though, but it is brewing. It is stirring. So Kyle goes into the sheriff's station, um, and he's looking in the sheriff's office for it. And the sheriff has hidden the fine, the blue rock, Thank you. uh, the bluish greenish rock, uh, in a chewing tobacco bag. Disgusting. Uh, but agent Duff comes in and interrupts Kyle looking around in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, what are you looking for, Kyle? Um, because this, I think, is kind of her office now. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and so he's like, oh, I'm looking for my report card my dad was supposed to sign. And he just grabs the first the first sheet of paper on the desk he can find to be like, oh, look, here it is right in front of me. And she's like, let's see how you're doing. Which, honestly, none of her business. Right inappropriate inappropriate um but she looks at the paper and it's a report card and for a second i was like ha 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 sheriff's such a bad dad he really did leave the report (laughs) card on the desk but emily what do we find out tess followed kyle and uh used her mind whammy on them and he's like never do that again this mind off limits and she's like a simple thank you would suffice you know and yes it would but yeah i get i get what he's and so later on in the episode when kyle is like pretty much this is this is after the hearing kyle goes to the crashdown cafe and he is laying into max about that you you know my dad we've given everything you've taken everything from my family and you've put us in danger and tess is there during that conversation and you see it kind of hit her because she's been living at the sheriff's house and, and she's been involved with this too and This leads to what I would say is my favorite scene of the episode. Okay. 
So Kyle throws down the rock, and we'll get to the looking at the rock through a microscope scene in a second, but I want to talk about Wait, the Kyle and Tess what, scene what, at the what end. What color is that rock? It's glowing blue. It's green <laughs> when it's turned off, and it's blue when it's glowing. Okay. Listeners, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Write in and tell us. at at gmail.com or add us on Twitter at it at Twitter at com. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the <laughs> the best scene. You guys, it was finally Kyle's time to shine. <laughs> so good. Where uh, it's it's the next day. Like some other stuff happens. We are jumping significantly further in the episode to, to get to this scene. But I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about it now. And then we'll, we'll, we'll do the stuff that comes before it. But um, Tess is like, it's in the morning. They're getting ready. And Kyle's giving her the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, a teenage boy whose world is falling down around him. And he's the one thing he can control is being a <laughs> um but she says okay well uh all my stuff is packed and i'll be gone after school and he's like what she says you know all the stuff you said at the crash down last night to max you know made me realize that i've been imposing on your family mm-hmm. like all of us aliens we've been imposing on their family and then kyle says you're part of that family he's like you were who i was trying to protect and emily what is the best line delivery in that episode. He goes, don't go. I'm like, oh. This is, so this is so heartbreaking. And listen, I think this scene was supposed to be the title of the episode, We Are Family. Mm-hmm. But I think that is a red herring. <laughs> and I think the clone of Michael in the photograph at the very end indicates that Jamie is also family. That they are What's her name? Lori. <laughs> Lori is also family. <laughs> they, listen, so we are part human and part alien clones, not me, myself. I mean the main <laughs> characters, that's what I meant. So the main characters are part human and they're part alien clones. And I'm betting that Becky, Lori's <laughs> actual grandfather, is the human that they took the DNA from to create Michael's human clone. And so they are related to Lori on their human side. Ooh. And I think the geologist was trying to extract alien DNA from Lori. Ooh. Maybe they aren't clones. Maybe they copulated. Anyway, good theory, good theory. But that's the end of the episode, and we've got to talk about Liz's amazing, incredible, perfect hair. We've also got to talk about how Amy DeLuca is a very good friend. She's a wonderful friend, because I'm assuming it's the day after. Yeah. And, like, Sheriff has fallen asleep on the couch. Listen, I don't know why, but this shot of him with his hair looking a mess, Uh I'm just like... That's so real. Like, like it's it's the night. It's a you know the morning after a difficult and hard night, and he just he looks a mess. And there's knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and he like stumbles to it, and it's Amy Deluca. It had been a stumble to the kitchen, see my friend, cup of ambition. I <laughs> didn't think of the rhyme quite fast enough. <laughs> but she has come basically to take him out for the day to kind of like get his mind off of everything because yeah. They're going paddle boating, and she packed a potato salad, and paddle boating sounds great, and potato salad just did not sound appealing to me. I'm like, can't you bring more of that sexy times pie? Well, I'm sure it, it wasn't a, a picnic basket the just full of The entire picnic basket is full of loose potato salad. It's not even in a bowl or a Tupperware. She just filled that entire giant things with potatoes and boiled eggs and mayonnaise and mustard and salt and pepper and... They call me Tater Salad. <laughs> Who calls you Tater Salad? <laughs> really? It's a it's a bit. I don't know who does it. I'm so sorry, but uh, the the gist of it is someone is is saying as they when they were a kid they got arrested and they were like, "What are your aliases?" And he, as a joke, was like, "They call me Tater Salad." And I think later, as an adult, he gets arrested again, and that's one of his aliases listed so as Tater Salad. <laughs> But they're in the car later that night. It's Listeners, been... <laughs> do you have any aliases? <laughs> Write in and tell us. If you're Tater Salad, you have to tell us legally or else it's entrapment. <laughs> you 
you can tell us we're spuddies. <laughs> It's misuse of my psychic powers. <laughs> I don't have a plan. I'm funny literally all the time. It's what is such a burden. <laughs> what does Mr. Collins say? He studies little. Uh, in order to give them as unstudied an air as possible. <laughs> oh, believe me, Mr. Collins, no one would accuse your compliments of being rehearsed. <laughs> and what excellent boiled, boiled potato salad. <laughs> Long has it been since I sampled such an exemplary picnic basket. <laughs> oh, but Amy's just telling Jim at the end of the day, like, I just wanted to spend the day with a good man. Oh, what? What was it? Amy? At the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, she was kissing the sheriff. Do -do -do -do. And I was making some noises inappropriately. I went. Oh yeah! I yelled at you, and then Emily yelled at me for being such. At the end of the day, listen. I did yell at her because it was a really sweet moment, and it was a really nice kiss. And was it? It was. It was. It was. Thank you. Wait, but was it blue or was it <laughs> Right question. Anyway, so those of you shipping DeLuca and Valenti, it's still going strong. Um, I'll see what happens when they find out that Maria is chasing a 40-year-old millionaire. No. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't about um, and I think we're going to see the sheriff uh, join in on Amy DeLuca's selling alien tchotchkes job. That's going to be his new job. This is going to be the driver for her alien <laughs> tourist trap business. But Michael and Isabel go to the mental hospital where Pine Jamie, Laurie, Laurie, <laughs> how are we going to help you remember that name? It's not even an M name. Listen, she's not going to be in the show for much longer. I only have to remember it for hopefully one more episode. Okay. And Emily, was the scene in the basement of the mental hospital color graded? No. And I would not have known that except Megan told me that. It is actually lit with blue lights. And green lights. You said blue and green lights. <laughs> you did. Look, that's green. <laughs> it's green because the blue light is shining on her yellow hair. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Emily, what color is that? That's green. What color? That's green. <laughs> when blue light shines on warm objects, it creates a yellow tone. Oh. This is one of the reasons why I could tell it was being lit with blue. Got it. Because Megan went to art school and she's very good at what she does. I know what colors things are. <laughs> like any kindergartner. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is it? Just this episode, when you said <laughs> that Welsh was a <laughs> I can't believe we forgot to talk about slide prep. Oh, we did. So jumping back a, a bit. Okay, so when you have a hard specimen that you want to look at a sample of underneath a microscope, you've got to chip it. You've got to break it. And so mm -hmm. I was expecting them to get, like, maybe a file or, like, chip a small piece off with, like, a little hammer. <laughs> Michael just has a Q-tip, and he just rubs a rock with a Q-tip, <laughs> and then just, like, boop, slips it on a slide. Now, the thing is, is when you prepare a slide, mm -hmm. you have to put, like... Like, you, you can just put dry particles on a slide, but it's much more helpful if you put some sort of aqueous solution on them, typically, like... Can it be just water? Does it have to be yeah. saline? Like, does it have to be a special Uh, It solution? depends on what kind, of, what kind of slide you're prepping. But in order for the microphone to properly... <laughs> in order for the microscope... <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> What's the longest you've ever been awake? <laughs> Right in. Tell us. I took a 
nap. It just wasn't very long. It obviously should have been longer. Anyway, glass on the bottom, sample of what you want to look at with the solution suspending it, and then another slide top on top of it because okay. it's the pressuring it together less the micro. Anyway, basically they just took a Q-tip. They wiped a rock with a Q-tip. <laughs> they dusted it. They dusted it and then they just touched it and they got like all of these beating cells which was interesting yeah so yeah they're blue hexagonal and they all look like they had a little beating heart inside of it probably a mitochondria which is the power (laughs) of the the cell cell. yes anyway there's something alien going on Mm -hmm. the geologist is extracting people's souls and turning them into (laughs) rocks and lining them up in his house like trophies So this is for jump forward. They were back at the end of the episode. Yeah. They... At the end of the episode, they break <laughs> into the mental hospital and look through Lori's things. And they find a bag of stuff. And there's a photo that is inside it. And there's a guy in the picture. And it's Michael that is on top of it. Dated 1935. <laughs> that was really good. No, it wasn't. But thank you. Uh, so yeah, there's a picture of Michael as a farmer. Mm-hmm. Same haircut, same everything. When when did the crashdown happen? Was it 47? I think so. This is about 12 years before the crashdown. Mm-hmm. Who could it be now? <laughs> Listeners, do you know who this is? <laughs> Write in. Give me the spoilers. <laughs> oh, Emily, that's the end of our Roswell episode. All right. This was fun, this by was the way. Fun. I had a really good time doing this. Our next episode is season two, episode 13, Disturbing Behavior. Mm. Do you have any guesses? Uh, someone's going to be either, pos- Ooh, I'm going to say possessed by aliens. I say we're going to say Brody possessed by aliens. Awesome. Or we're going to find out just how twisted and horrible Grant the geologist is. You remembered his name. Why can't you remember Lori's because name? Because G starts with G and Lori... <laughs> G starts with G. Sorry, Grant and Geologist both start with the letter G. Oh. What, Loose Cannon starts with L? <laughs> if it helps you remember, then yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. Mnemonic device. Listeners. <laughs> What mnemonic devices have you found helpful in your life? Did you know what's the most helpful mnemonic device? I think I've told you this quite recently. What's the mnemonic device I've recently discovered? Do you remember? For the planets? No. Okay. I don't know. For the planets. My very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. No, it's all right. Mars, Venus, Venus, Earth, Earth, Mars, (laughs) Mercury, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn, Uranus, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Pluto. I see. That was great. Thank you. But which one are you talking Uh, about? The different sizes of uh, data files. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Burger King makes great toast. Bytes, kilobytes, megabytes, gigabytes, terabytes. We did it. My name's Megan. (laughs) And I'm gonna take a sleep nap. (laughs) A sleep nap. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Emily. I'm also gonna go to bed. Thanks for listening, everybody. We think you're the best. And we believe in you. Thank you again to everyone who is here listening to our Roswell 1999 podcast. We appreciate you so much. I guess who we also appreciate. That's right, Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. We use this uh, music for all of our podcasts, so you can catch us a week from today for our next Way of Kings episode, so you can get all caught up before Megan and I do a live podcast recording at Dragonsteel, which we're very excited about. Who's going to pull a bigger crowd, us or Brandon? <laughs> oh, 
we are on pins and needles to find out if we can have a pull as big as Brandon Sanderson. At his own convention. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're so excited to talk to the four people who are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're going to have a blast, though. I'm very excited. And I'm going to be very diligent because when we record our Way of Kings podcast, Megan has read all the books and she knows everything that's coming and I don't. So I'm going to go to a Brandon Sanderson convention and try not to get spoiled. I can do it. I believe in me. Can you finish recording so I can play video games? Yes. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate everyone who has given us a rating and review. If this podcast is something you enjoy, we would love it if you could go to iTunes, Spotify, and give us a review and a rating or just a rating. That's fine too. We just appreciate all of them and you. So... Uh, I'm going to go from now so Megan can go play video games and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.